Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. You'll be surprised. The other week, a student of mine told the group about a typical Christmas tradition in Catalonia in Spain. And despite having lived here for donkey's years, I had never heard of this tradition. And funnily enough, neither had the rest of the students in the group. And this conversation inspired me to think about the weirdest Christmas traditions from around the world. So, ladies and gentlemen, stick around, sit back, and I hope you enjoy the episode. It's only right, really, that I first talk to you about the Catalonian tradition that inspired this issue. So the tradition is called Caradillo, which translates as pooping bloke. If you've ever been to Catalonia during the festive period, you may have seen the logs for sale in the markets. They are quite distinctive because they wear a red baretina hat. Now, this tradition is for the kids to enjoy, and basically, it goes like this. The caradillo, which is a log, is looked after by the kids in the days leading up to Christmas. Now, during these days, he must be provided with everything he needs, such as chocolate, mandarins, a red blanket, some nuts, cookies, whatever. All of this is so that the caradillo, the log with the berry, is able to have a big poo on the big night, on Christmas Eve. The kids sing traditional songs on Christmas Eve to the log and they hit the log with a big stick. And basically they encourage him to have a big poo. The log shits out presents for the kids. So you can imagine how enthusiastic they can get with the stick. So after a good pasting, a good pasting means we're being hit a lot with the stick and really hard. So after a good pasting, the blanket covering the caratillo is lifted and he has magically pooped out a load of presents for the kids. Obviously, they're generally little presents, probably what we would call in the UK stocking fillers, such as sweets, chocolates and coal. Now, it's not real coal, it's candy coal. It's candy that looks like pieces of coal and is given to the kids if they haven't been very good during the year. Anyway, I think that's kind of amusing that shit has such a prominent part in Christmas. Let's move on. So Japan. KFC isn't what most of us would consider traditional Christmas food, is it? I mean, let's be honest. But for the Japanese, it is. Yes, you heard me right. It's got nothing to do with sushi, nothing to do with ramen, nothing to do with yakisoba. KFC. So the vast majority of the Japanese population isn't Christian. Therefore, they don't celebrate Christmas. However, to make up for the lack of Christmas traditions, Kentucky for Christmas was started in the 1970s. It all started with some nifty marketing by KFC. And the tradition has stuck. Millions of Japanese people order KFC on Christmas Eve and they even order their meals months in advance. And the meal consists of fried chicken, cake, and champagne. The next one is La Befana in Italy. 
In Italy, neither Father Christmas nor the Three Mice Men deliver presents to their children. It's La Befana. And La Befana is a witch. She delivers presents to children on the 5th of January and she flies from house to house on her broomstick and goes down the chimneys, just like Father Christmas. And the story goes, on their way to visit baby Jesus, the three wise men stopped to ask La Bifana to accompany them, but she refused. And she later regretted her decision and decided to go and look for baby Jesus on her own because she wanted to give him a gift. However, she never did find him and she's still looking for him. And in the process, she leaves presents for the good children and garlic or coal for the naughty ones. Talking of broomsticks, in Norway, in some regions, it's a tradition to hide brooms. Now it's thought that witches and evil spirits are more active on Christmas Eve in order to prevent them coming into homes, stealing the brooms and possibly using them to do evil things or naughty things. The brooms are hidden away. I've been talking for a few minutes now and I bet you were wondering where the section on the weird British Christmas traditions was. Well, don't worry, we do have some weird traditions too. How could we not? I think one of the traditions that I haven't seen in any other countries in this way is the pantomime. Now, I think most British adults, as a child, were probably taken to see a pantomime or a panto. A pantomime takes place in a theatre and they are basically funny performances which take place over the Christmas period. Now, they're family-friendly shows that combine elements of fairy tales, they're full of comedy, they've got catchy songs, and they combine all of these elements with dances, and they're normally based on a well-known story, for example, like Cinderella or Aladdin. Now, the characters are extremely exaggerated. Normally, you might see a cross-dressed actor. There's always a baddie somebody who does lots of bad things and there's loads of audience interaction so it's like super fun for the family. Now if you do want to find out more about typical British Christmas then I suggest you read and listen to last year's Christmas issue and I will leave the link in the written article. Now I have to mention a worldwide tradition. Now obviously I say worldwide in my world around Christmas. It's a tradition and it's probably one of your traditions too. It may not be optional, (laughs) but it's there. And that is hearing or listening to, if you are paying attention, all I want for Christmas is you. It's everywhere, every day, no matter where you go. And when you start hearing it in November your local hypermarket or supermarket shopping mall, then you realise that Christmas is just around the corner. You know it's true. It was released in 1994. It reportedly took 15 minutes to write. How on earth could a song that took 15 minutes to write become so damn popular? That's what I ask myself. Anyway, it was co-written with Mariah Carey, co-wrote it with Walter Afanasiev. And it's one of the best-selling singles of all time. 
And because it's Christmas and bells are kind of connected to Christmas, you know, jingle bells, it's very Christmassy, I thought I would teach you a few expressions with the word bell. So, to ring a bell. This is to be familiar. We don't say, it rings me a bell. We say, to ring a bell. So his face rings a bell. This film rings a bell. I think I've seen it before. His face rings a bell. I think I've seen him before. If I give someone a bell, obviously it could be literally, but in normal everyday British speech, I'll give you a bell at the weekend. It means to telephone someone or to call someone. I'll give you a bell on Saturday and we'll make arrangements. And if something is as clear as a bell, it's obvious. Really obvious. before I go today, I wanted to explain the title of this issue. It's called You'll Be Surprised. Now there's a certain play on words there. Let me explain it. Now the word Yule is often associated with Christmas. It's in the context of Yuletide season. Now Yule has historical roots in the ancient winter festivals and Yule is commonly used as a synonym for Christmas. Yule. Now the phrase, you will be surprised, obviously I've played with the word and instead of you will be surprised, I've used you to refer to Christmas. And last but not least, I hope you have an amazing Christmas, happy Christmas, merry Christmas, have a great time and I hope Santa or La Befana or the Three Wise Men will be or have been extremely good to you. You know you deserve it. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.